welcome back. Um, we've been on a little hiatus, but now we're back. Um, unfortunately, life got in the way. Um, but we do know there's been a lot of news and a lot to cover. But to be honest, we're not in the mood to bring ourselves down and our listeners down today. Today, we want to be a bit more lighthearted and uh, follow some people's lives, I guess, on Reddit. So maybe, Erin, if you want to give us a little introduction on what we're doing today on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, sure. So um, recently, there's been an uplift of TikToks, podcasts, whatever kind of covering this. But uh, there's these Reddit pages, which uh, are called Am I the Arsehole or AITA? Uh, and people basically go on there and write down scenarios of things that have happened to them. And they want to know if they were in the wrong or if they were in the right for why they done what they done. So what we're going to do is we're going to read through a few and we'll just basically discuss whether or not the person's been an arsehole. All right. So if it was you, obviously we all know the answer, but no, then we, we give enough. them the benefit of the doubt. So. <laughs> All right, so I, I filtered it down using um, this year and we're looking at the controversial, top controversial uh, posts. So there's one from 21 days ago entitled, Am I the arsehole for being rude to a co-worker? I work at a restaurant as a server. We just hired a new food runner. It's straightforward as it sounds. He runs food to the tables. It's not that difficult. I personally take my job seriously and actually put effort in. He, on the other hand, acts really slow. He takes him three times longer than it does me to read and comprehend food tickets. He'll go up to a table and have to think over for think for over 10 seconds about which seat number to take a plate to. You look at the damn ticket, look at the number and put the plate at, at the, that seat number. It's extremely annoying to take work seriously and have some slow idiot slow you down because they don't have the ability to do simple shit such as reading numbers. It is like his mind leaves him. I take him, it takes him so, 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 so much longer to think about simple shit as it does a normal person like myself. It's one thing if it's a difficult task, but when you have a simple task such as reading a number, I'm sorry, but that's just pathetic. I finally get fed up after a week and tell him to follow me to the back and I let him have it. I tell him he needs to grow up and stop being so goddamn slow. Pick up the pace and stop wasting everyone's time. We're trying to do a job and if he's not going to take it seriously, then he needs to go work at a McDonald's or something where they don't have any expectations. He started crying and cussed at me and now my co-workers think I'm an ass. They have literally complained about the same shit and for some reason I'm the ass for having the balls to say something. If you are mediocre, you deserve to be called out on it. That's just how it is. I think it would be immoral not to call him out on it because to not call him out puts him under the false illusion that he's doing a good job. It would be doing him a disservice. I work fine dining and I don't make 96K a year by being off my game. He should either stop being so slow or work somewhere else. Am I the arsehole? Hmm. This one is an interesting one. First, I thought she was the arsehole. I'll be honest. Because I was like, you know what? You're working in food industry. Like, it's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, he's a bit slow. Maybe he's a bit stupid or whatever. But like, you don't need to be the Karen and call him out like that. But then once I heard 96K a year, you see that number there, Aaron? That's crazy. Bear in mind, though, this is probably the US. Yeah, yeah. But still, the US. But like, I mean, it's, it's still decent. Yeah. I mean, it is a decent salary. But, um, 
What you think that justifies her behavior because she gets paid a bit more? No, no, no. But I, I, I assume that he's going to get paid the similar amounts, right? I assume that he's getting around ninety six as well. So if that's the case, and and that's like, you, you know what I mean? It comes with the territory. Then at that point, that you know, you'd expect them to all behave the same way in in terms of efficiency and um, in terms of upholding this restaurant's like value or whatever you want to call it. Um, if he's not, if he's just some busboy that's getting, you know what I mean really getting paid by tips yeah, I that's mean, another story bear in mind they did say that his job was to basically just take plates away so I, I guarantee he's not getting paid 96k mm. so obviously she's she or he whoever has written this is at like a higher status within the within the I guess the restaurant yeah maybe because he, he is basically a busboy in essence so you know they're not paying a busboy 96k well I don't, I don't know then who are they paying 96k in a restaurant like that I mean, it's probably the, you know, the, um, you know, like the head server when you, I've forgotten what it's called. You only go to these fancy restaurants. There's always that. Is it called the sommelier? I don't know. The guy who who greets them at the door and tells them about, oh, today we have this on the menu and that on the menu. Maybe that's the person that's getting paid uh, that kind of money. But then like, why would she mention the salary? Do you know what I mean? I think she mentioned the salary because I'm guessing here that she knew people would say, well, if you're just taking food to tables, why are you acting like such a com- commandant about the whole thing? It's mm. not that deep. I'll be honest, usually, like with especially jobs like this, like I, I don't know why people are uptight about it. Like at the end of the day, you're getting underpaid anyway. Like it's not that deep. Okay, the, like if he's horrible, you know what? You should tell him, but like there's a way to speak to people. Do you know what I mean? You don't just bring him in a corner and shout at them for no reason. Okay, here's what I yeah. gleaned from what what is being said here. The fact that they she said or he said to the person grow up makes me think that they're a younger person. The fact that that person then cried again makes me think that they're a younger person. The fact that she said, "Oh, their job is simple. He he just needs to take the food over. He's a food runner," makes me think that he doesn't really get paid well at all. And the fact that he cried and ye- yelled and whatever says to me that they're not in the same status. So this is someone who's more senior within this setup. First of all, you're working in a restaurant. So I don't understand where this air of superiority is coming from. I do believe everyone should be proud of their jobs. And I'm not necessarily looking down on someone for working in a restaurant, but you're not exactly doing, you know, brain surgery. So first of all, calm down a little bit. Secondly, yeah, you're getting paid 96K, but maybe he's not. And maybe this isn't a long-term career for him. As you said, all his job is to basically just take food to tables. I'm assuming this isn't his life goals and his aspirations. And I don't think no matter how much you get paid or how much you know more senior you are, like I can look at myself and I feel that if somebody in my workplace decided to come up to me and yell and scream at me, it doesn't matter if everybody else was complaining about me. You tell me once or twice at least in private and you know in a in a well mannered tone before you can even have the right to get remotely angry with me and even if you do you still don't raise your voice to me personally so yeah, i think yeah. that they're the arsehole no she, she she is the arsehole for like doing it the way she did like if you it's okay to tell people that they need to improve but you have to do it in a positive way do you know what i mean like you got to positively enforce people obviously there's going to be a point uh, you know, that's some people like at some point you need to actually just tell them, look, dude, you're going to lose your job if you continue this way. But it doesn't seem like it's reached that point yet. It seems like he's just trying his best, but his best isn't enough. enough. So, yeah, like 
in that sense, assuming those variables, then she's completely in the wrong. And I hate people like that because you can tell you, you get a feeling of like superiority in her voice. So, and, and you know, when people take their job or their status somewhere else and they try to put it in life, like, I don't care who you are yet. You can't speak to me like that in life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you could be Bill Gates. Like if you speak to me like that, it's, it's a different story. Like we live in a real world. Yeah. We don't live at work. So the, the fact that she uses that status to like bully someone, that's really bad, especially make this person cry. But um, let me give you the alternative scenario. Let's say he was being paid the same and his status was similar to hers. Would you think it's okay for what she's done? No, because we're, we're on the same level. Who the fuck are you to come and yell and scream at me? If you want to go tell our manager and be a little snitch about it, then go ahead and tell our manager in it. As workers, I think you should always stick together and be you know, united against the common front the common enemy, which is the employer. Um, but uh, yeah, even then you don't have a right to yell and scream at me. Who the fuck are you? We're on the same level. And if anything, again, as you, the same things apply here, if you've got an issue with me, even though she said, Oh, everyone complains. Okay. If everyone complains, then everyone can come and first of all, tell me before you come over like some general and start yelling and screaming at me, like who the fuck are you? And also obviously uh, I'm assuming that in this scenario that you're giving me that they're the same age. I think the age part plays a big role in it. Mm, yeah, it's true. Because when you factor in that, it, the way it's written suggests that this is someone much younger. It's like, I wouldn't yell at a kid who's probably doing this over the summer holidays or something just to put a few extra quid into their pocket, you know, about something like this. It, it just doesn't seem right. Even if they were on the same level. Mm. I, you know what I would say I, My anger wouldn't even be towards them I would think to myself If this person is so incompetent at their job And if, as they put it, they're such an idiot They're loose, they're not great like I am Why am I on the same level as them? My anger would be directed at my boss I'd say, why am I getting paid the same as this person? If they're really that bad Do you know what mm. I mean? I get what you mean, yeah. Like yeah. the anger is misplaced there if, you, if you're thinking that you're so superior But this person is so horrible Even if we're on the same level why are we on the same level then? I should be up at a higher level. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, look, you, eventually you do need to address it, but the way she addressed it is not the way to do it. That's what I'm like, saying. There's no, there's no it, justification. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, even if you were, like I said, even if you were my manager, don't come and yell at me. Who do you mm. think you're talking to? Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, right, exactly. Man. You know what it reminds me of? Um, mm. You know the episode of Kitchen Nightmares? There was one called Amy's um, Bakery, oh I believe. God. That is such a funny episode. So if you haven't watched it, listeners, go watch it now. Go on YouTube, Kitchen Nightmares, Amy's Bakery. This woman, like, she cannot accept that she's wrong and she cannot accept that she's getting negative criticism um, to the point where the husband who co-owns a restaurant can't give her... her I mean, they're both broken. They're both insane. They're, they're yeah, horrible people, yeah. They're horrible people. And this reminds me of that individual where it's like, anything I, I do is fine and everything else is their fault. And you know what? You probably get this in the in the in the kitchen industry, in the in the um, cuisine industry, whatever you want to call it. Probably because it is quite high stress levels. I can I can imagine when it's live and you get yeah, a lot, there's of, a lot of hierarchy. I would assume. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. I'm the chef. You're the you know whatever. Like there, there's titles for every person, and when you add titles to every role, it creates that kind of. Uh, it can create. Yeah. I, th- I think it can either create order if done properly. Or if people are tyrannical and they don't know even know how to do their own jobs, it creates complete disarray, like in this situation. So, um, yeah, let's mark her as a, in the wrong. She is the asshole. I think we're unanimous in this decision. 
Yeah, Reddit agrees with us. Uh, so they vote at the end of these and the vote said that they were the arsehole. So I'm going to have a, I'm going to read another one. So this is from the best of Am I the Arsehole? And this is the top posts from the past month. So I'm just going to read the first one that comes up. So this is the top one from the past month. Am I the arsehole for storming off from my sister's wedding after she deadnamed my son? I'm a 44 or 45-year-old single father of three. Their mum died 10 years ago. I have three sons, 17-year-old Andrew, 15-year-old Connor, and 14-year-old Max. Connor was born female. He's trans. He came out as trans five years ago and has now socially transitioned, although not yet physically. My sister, 38 female, just got married. Me and my sons were also invited. My family has known that Connor is trans for two years now. Some have adjusted well, some not so much. My sister is pretty indifferent about it. Her wedding was really super well organized to the last detail. She wanted all the men to wear t-shirts, to wear shirts and ties and the women sundresses. I texted a picture of her, of our outfits the day before the wedding. And she said, where's Nia's dressed? I was a bit surprised and told her not to dead name my son and that he'll be wearing a shirt and tie like the rest of the men there. Or we aren't coming. She said, fine. And that was it. At the reception, my sister got mad that Connor was wearing a tie, but didn't say much after that. When we sat down at our table, the card Nia, I went to my sister and she said she used their real name. I told, I told her me and the boys are leaving and she told me, don't you dare cause a scene at my wedding. Nia can be a guy any other day. I called her a bigger and we left. My family says I ruined her wedding. What do you think, Steve? I think she's an idiot. I can't even lie. There's no need to like stir the pot. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Mm. Like, have your arguments behind the scene. It's not. It's like it's not your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, just put the name and let them come. Like, if you don't want them to come, just tell them beforehand. And I think, yeah, I, I suspect like this was actually it. Like, she did it in a way where she wanted them to leave rather than her to tell them to go away. If that makes sense, because um, she was warned. Uh, I don't know, like, even if you, like, uh, I don't understand the, ne- the the concept of dead name, but, like, just the idea of you knowing, like, okay, look, man, we're going to leave if you do this, don't do this. Then you'd actually go and do it, and then you tell them, you know what, you're the one that's been a problem. Like, that's just disrespectful, do you know what I mean? Like, so just, like, she's, ov- for me, it's not even, I don't even know what to argue. <laughs> I just think. Yeah, I think, wrong. um. I think the the issue really, even if you don't look at this specific scenario, it's that you've already told the person, you've established the boundary of, you know, if you um, if you do this thing, then I won't come. And then she kind of invites you anyway, says fine, and then kind of ambushes you while you're there. And when you give the reaction that you said you were going to give in advance, they're like, don't ruin my wedding. Well, you knew my, you knew what I was going to react with. I told you in advance, you completely did, overlooked it and decided to go ahead and do this thing that I told you not to do anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it seems a bit uh, calculated. So I, I think um, you aren't the arsehole on that occasion, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's hella rude, actually. Some people in this world, like, just, di- you know what? She had an opportunity to deal with it beforehand. Like, whether you agree or disagree or whatever, you know what I mean? Just sort it out beforehand. Have your argument beforehand or whatever and just decide that, you know, let them decide that they're not coming. 
But yeah, it's the ambushing. You know the mentality to do ambushing like that. Like, that's bad mind. Like you really fought it out to say, you know what, I'm gonna tell him yeah, but I'm gonna do the opposite. And it's and it's okay because it's my. You know what I mean? My wedding. Like what does that even mean? Like it really speaks more about that person than on the parents. So. Oh, the, the, then on the other side, you know I mean, it speaks about the bride's like mentality and how she deals with like things that she doesn't agree with or, or whatever. Um, it's very bad mind. So, boy, she's in mm-hmm. the wrong. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, she was voted as the arsehole, by the way. Um, and they, they said that you're not the arsehole to the original uh, poster. So moving on. Uh, this, again, is uh, from the Am I an Arsehole Fred. It's one of the all time highest rated ones. So am I the arsehole for firing an employee after his parents died? I mean, (laughs) that automatically uh, raises some alarm bells. Mm. I'm the VP of sales at a software company, and one of our sales development reps' parents passed away at the beginning of April. Sadly, they were involved in a car crash and both, both lost their lives. Now, the employee in question is very young. He's 22 years old and has been with us for about 10 months now. He's a great employee and we were thinking about promotions in the next six months for him. His job is a high paying one for a new grad, about 90K with commission and base. So we expect a lot from this position. Because of the accident, we left him to, uh, we let him take a one month paid leave of absence from work. And he's returned a few weeks ago and his performance is severely lacking. He's super unmotivated, not cold calling outreaching to prospects for the last two three weeks enough since he's come back our whole management team has noticed this and we decided to let him go because we feel like he'd need months and months to be able to produce again and we can't just wait that long we called him into a meeting on friday afternoon and gave him the bad news he was very calm and rude about it told us to go fuck ourselves and got up and went to his desk grabbed his few things and left i thought this was very very unprofessional and extremely rude I told my boyfriend about all of this and he said myself and my management team are a bunch of asses and pricks with no heart. Am I the arsehole? Bro, this is the most heartless move I have ever seen in yeah. my life. Yeah, it's I a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, man, I, I can't believe that actually happened. Like, um... Okay, but can we, can we make an argument for him not being the arsehole? Is there an argument there? I don't think there's any argument. Like... Like at what point? I, I don't know, man. If if Pepe and Arsenal are still they're still giving him chances, do you know what I mean? <laughs> then how can this man be fired? This is what I okay. Don't okay, get. you know what? Let me make an. I hate making this argument because I usually make the exact opposite argument. But I'm gonna make the argument of okay. Let's say you're a business owner, yeah. You've got uh, you've got an employee that's doing well, and you're giving him a lot of money. Now you ain't got all the money in the world. You ain't your resources aren't unlimited. You paid for him to take leave for a month. Now, obviously, when he's come back, something devastating has happened. But the bottom line is he's not making you any money and you're paying him a lot of money and you don't have a lot of money in total anyway. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of is it not just simple business? Mm. Well, look, if, if it's like a small business and they're on the line and literally keeping him means, you know, means that next month everyone loses their job or not, then, OK, maybe they have an argument to say, do you know what I mean? Because it's a small business. They yeah. don't know whether they're going to survive next month or, or whatever. He, so, okay, what well, it is what it is. But, like, with this, it, do, it doesn't feel that way. You know, with, like, big corporate salaries like that and software This is sales. the thing, yeah. I, I just don't know if it's a big company or a small one. If it's a big company, 
then even that argument doesn't really stand to reason because you can afford to keep him on for, as they said, months and months. But if if it is a small business, then I can kind of understand why you might feel the need to do something like that. Yeah, like um, if next obviously month- I think they're the arsehole, but I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. Okay, so then the guy posted an update. He said, holy fuck, this blew up. I knew this was shitty of me now. And I reached out to him to see how he's holding up. He's staying at his girlfriend's place and she's supporting him a lot right now. I offered to get my headhunter friend in touch with him when he's ready and he accepted. So I guess there's a happy ending at the end of it. It's not, you know, it's not all No, but bad. like, who are these people? Like, like, honestly, this is really bad from them. Like, imagine they thought this was okay for a long time. Like, to the point where they, I'm sure they had the review and, and, you know, there's multiple gates to decide whether to fire someone. And throughout, they were like, yeah, no, nah, we're in the right. Do you know what I mean? It took a Reddit post, bro, to, for them to <laughs> even see, like, the alternative angle. That's crazy to me. Like, that's it. And you know what? If you kept him on, he'd probably have more loyalty towards the company than if he didn't. Do you know what I mean? If you just, like, treated him badly. Like, these things, people remember, like, oh, you know what? The company was good to me. Uh, you know, have good job security. And so, yeah, he might have a dip this year. But when you give him more opportunities and then he starts to rise again... You know what I mean? Like it could be a long-term investment, and especially if you can afford it, um, then I, I would go for it. But like it's it's really short-sighted to just be like, oh no, he's not performing this month. Get rid of him, especially if you're not struggling. Uh, it's a very very weird, calculated, evil mindset from corporate. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, I mean, obviously they were put down as being the arsehole, so you know that that doesn't seem like much of a surprise. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read another one where it doesn't sound like they're an arsehole, but they've said, "Am I the arsehole for serving a pregnant woman a non-alcoholic cocktail?" I have waited tables for the last three years. During my shift last night, a group of four women in their late twenties came in. They were a pleasure to have as customers. They ordered four of our house cocktails to start with, and then went over the menu for their entrees. When I was on my way back to their booth with the drinks on a tray, I walked by the backside of backside and overheard one of them talking about how she was 14 weeks along. When I rounded back, they were talking about the same topic and it was clear to me that she was pregnant. I figured her having one drink wasn't a big deal. They ordered their entrees and I went off to handle another table. About five minutes later, they called me over again and asked for another round. At this point, I started getting concerned, but I took the order and cheerfully said I'd be right back. This time, I went over to the bartender and asked him to make one of them a virgin cocktail. He was confused, but since he's a good friend of mine, I just told I told him to just trust me. A few cocktails later, hers strictly virgin, they started getting rowdy, and Miss Pregnant Woman also getting into it. I figured that since she had, hadn't noticed, things were okay. The problem came when I took them their check and they asked to split the bill at the register. When Miss Pregnant Woman got to the counter, I saw her cocktails were marked with virgin. My bartender had edited each in the system for inventory. It was too late for me to edit them back, so I just had to have her pay, hoping that she wouldn't look at the receipt. They all thanked me and left, leaving a generous tip in the process. They were talking in the parking lot for the next short while, presumably waiting for an Uber. Several minutes later, Mrs. Pregnant Woman came back and asked what virgin on the receipt meant. I fessed up that it meant non-alcoholic. She blank-stared me for a few seconds and asked if she had ordered a non-alcoholic cocktail. I said no, but told her that I assumed she, she wanted one seeing as she was pregnant. It was a lame lie, and I'll admit it. 
but she looked me in the eye and asked me to return her part of the tip. I did so. She talked to my manager. My manager took me into her office and literally shrieked at me until a horse. I stood my ground and told her that I'm not going to be responsible for FAS, whatever that means. She told me that she was taking me off the calendar until she decided what to do with me. She also informed me that I could get the restaurant into serious trouble for discrimination. And upon examination of the state laws, she is correct. But when I talked to my mother and father about it tonight, they told me they understood my position. The entire staff at the restaurant is against me. And I think that I'm going to call in and tell my manager that I quit. But I still feel in the right. I would like some perspective on this. And if I'm the arsehole here. Mm, so I think FAS is like fetal alcohol condition or something like that. Symptom. Yeah, 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 something like that. Something like that. You know what? It's cheeky, but she's in the right. I'll be honest. Like, it's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? I've been at restaurants before where they get my order slightly wrong. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't go back to be like, oh, you didn't do the blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Okay, you got, you got me the spicy one or the non-spicy one, whatever. It is what it is. Let me just keep it moving. Like, especially when you don't pay for the... Like, I assume she didn't pay alcoholic prices for the, the virgin. But like, for, for the woman to deep it, go outside, and then decide, you know what? It's serious enough for her to come back inside, shout at the employee, do you know what I mean? Give me my tip back. I'm going to tell your manager. I think that's a bit much, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? I think it, you, know was, what, you know what? Let, let, let me, I'm going to give you a little spoiler, yeah? So she was actually deemed as the arsehole, right? Oh, okay. Which, which surprised me because I, I, I didn't actually think she was the arsehole. But, so I'm going to read a few of the comments. I'm going to read the top comment just to kind of see mm. why, you know, um, why they thought that. So somebody wrote, Ish. But you had good intentions. She sucks for obvious reasons. You suck because you had no way to prove she was pregnant. You altered her drink without informing her and you made a big decision without speaking to your manager. Edit. Even, even if she isn't pregnant, OP is the sole arsehole here for the same reasons mentioned above. OP won't even expand upon what he overheard. He just keeps quoting himself saying she was definitely pregnant. And to the snarky arsehole saying... Is that the only way to tell if someone is pregnant? And let me just carry a test around. Obviously not. But this also isn't about the customer trying to prove she's pregnant. It's about OP um, and his choice to assume the customer is pregnant simply by overhearing a conversation. OP could have asked the customer, but he still should have talked to his manager first before altering someone's food without telling them. Blood, this is a Karen. Shut up. Sh just shut up, bro. Yeah, and someone said, yeah, don't fuck with people's food in any capacity, to be honest. Look, and then man. somebody else said, so it's no big deal to give an obviously pregnant woman like about to pop size a cocktail with, uh, with alcohol. Fuck no. If I was a server and a pregnant lady asked me to bring her any kind of alcohol, I'll probably tell her to fuck off. Look, in, at bars, pe people can reject people for buying drinks. Do you know what I mean? If, if they think they've had too much, mm. um, if it, they think it's going to cause trouble. And let's be honest, like, I assume like he looked at her and she had a pot belly. Do you know what I mean? Like... I know it's mm. still an assumption, but do you know what I mean? From that and the conversation, like it's cheeky, but it's not that deep. I actually think he'd done the right thing. In my, this, in my opinion, I think he'd done, like he went out of his way to do the morally right thing with zero, like almost no consequence to the lady. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't think he's in the wrong. I think he is being cheeky, but I don't think he's in the wrong. Maybe he should have told his manager to get his perspective. But maybe he knew his manager's a, do you know I mean, money-hungry man who wouldn't care even if she's like a day before giving birth. Like he would 
he'll make her drink as much as she gets. Who yeah, knows? I, I, I think mean? I think the only thing he could have done better in this scenario was to actually ask the woman, "Are you pregnant?" And if she says yes, then just say to her from his standpoint, just say, "Look, I don't feel comfortable serving you alcohol when you're pregnant." I'm going to ask somebody else to come and serve. And in that meantime, he could have told his manager, by the way, that woman's pregnant. She wants alcohol. I appreciate that it's the state law that she can get alcohol if she wants. And I, I am not allowed to say no because that's discrimination. But I personally don't want to serve her you know to the manager is? or to one of the other servers. If you're willing to serve her, then serve her. Do you know what it is? He didn't know it was discrimination because he only found out later when he said, That's oh, the thing. He I didn't know. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying it's an excuse, but like, do you know I mean, for the, for the information he had, like he thought he was doing a solid on a sly. He's probably. Yeah, um, I think so too. I'm very confused as to why they voted this person as the arsehole. I think it's if not you see a pregnant woman, well. obviously you you would say no. Like you wouldn't give them alcohol, surely. But it's not that deep. Like how many times have you gone to a restaurant and they've given you like, do you know what I mean something different? Like they, they they didn't give you the coke, they gave you the the Pepsi or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't then go and be like, oh. You know, blah, also blah, bear blah. in mind this person's 14 weeks along, that's gonna cause some severe damage to the fetus. It's not even, you know. I don't know. For me, it's cheeky, but I like it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, it's yeah. actually, I don't think it's actually I don't think he's arsehole. I don't know why he got voted the arsehole for that, but mm. I there's actually think that Karen's. was okay what he done there. I think there's a lot of Karen's in this world and a lot of people that can't take like slight inconveniences. And this is obviously a slight inconvenience to the lady. Which she could have really just overlooked because she had a good time and they were going home. But she had to come back and complain. She had to complain to the manager. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not worth it. Like, okay, he was being cheeky. But it's not that deep. Like, uh, this is not the end of the world. It's just a drink. So, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I'm with the guy. He's, he's a good guy. I think so too, man. I don't think this is a bad person at all. So, yeah, we... Um, during our hiatus, we kind of... Uh, off the cuff, went to Tenerife, little lads holiday, you know, meet Aaron, a friend of ours who's been on the podcast before. And um, it was kind of out of the blue, you know, uh, we didn't really know what the weather would be like to the point where we didn't even know where we were going. And the day before the flight, Aaron's flight got cancelled and put on <laughs> and rescheduled for the day before. It made no sense because it was impossible for him to make that time. Um, and it was very last minute. Uh, on the day of the flight, you know, we didn't know where Erin was going. We actually had to book another ticket on the same flight, which didn't make sense because why would you cancel his flight and move it if you can still book tickets on the same flight? Um, somehow, some way, we made it. We made it to Tenerife. And be honest, it was really nice. It was really sunny. Uh, lovely island, to be honest. Um, quite, it has some quite beautiful places. Uh, but we made one big mistake. Day one, we went to the beach. Day one, we got absolutely sunburned. You know what I mean? Like, Erin was absolutely crisp. My uh, brother, I, crisp. Got, I got fried like a KFC bargain bucket. It was insane. It was crazy. You but know what? Before we get onto like, the sunburn, though, mm. I want to make a bigger deal out of this whole uh, rescheduling situation. So, basically, the way Steve explained it, it might sound to you as if Wizair just moved our flight one day before. Or my flight only. Bear in mind, yeah, we booked for three people to fly out to Tenerife and three people to fly back using the same card at the same time. But for some reason, only my flight gets moved, which says to me that there was nothing wrong with the flight 
that was you know meant to be flying out on that day. And in fact, in the end, the way I rectified it was by buying another ticket for the same flight for a hundred pounds more, which they then had to refund me. So there, it was not that there wasn't space on the flight. It's not that the flight wasn't taken off. They just arbitrarily randomly decided to move my flight a day back. But what's even worse is we weren't notified of it until the day of our flight. Mm. So they took my flight back into the past without telling me, how am I supposed to go onto a flight? I don't know even is happening. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And then you try to call them up. Their headquarters are in like Hungary or something. It costs 11p per second or so. Like it's insane how much they charge for the phone call. So, you know, there's no point of even calling them anyway. I'm just telling you now, don't ever fly with Wizz Air. Flying mm. there, our flight was a whole nightmare. It was delayed on top of everything else. Yeah. Flying back, it was delayed by another four to five hours. It was just, it was horrific. It was a horrific experience. It was like an Honestly, eight hour delay. Fuck Air, man. Well, yeah, it might have been delayed by eight hours even. It was just mm. horrible. Mm. Don't use Wizz Air. You know what, Ryanair, I've cussed you out in the past, but you would have never done me like this. <laughs> you would have never done me like this, man. You know what, with their plastic seats. Yeah, perhaps I was too harsh on you, man. Mm. Perhaps I was too harsh. But I don't know. For me, I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I've actually seen the sun properly. Um, although I did get sunburned, not as bad as Erin. I guess mm, my melanin kicked in and I was able to hack it. But um, during the days... I think, the, yeah, I really enjoyed just being in the ocean. That, that, that feeling I really missed. And See, being in the ocean was good. The reason why we didn't put on our sunscreen, although we bought it, mm. was because it looked cloudy when yeah, we got there. The whole time we were there, the sky was never really truly clear. It was very cloudy, but it was extremely hot. And so we weren't going to go to the beach. We went to an animal park where all the animals were like chained up in small cages it, it kind of made me a little uneasy although it was mm. cool to see um and then oh, wait, we drive back wait. to the airbnb before we were we like, leave the oh. animal don't leave the animal part but yeah we when we were driving back to the hotel we thought oh let's just stop by the beach and that's where we made our first mistake we thought oh it's not cloudy we don't have our sunscreen with us but it's fine you know there's no actual sun coming on let me tell you now if it's reaching 30 degrees even if you can't see the sun even if it's behind some clouds, put on sunscreen. Because by the time we got back to the hotel, my nose was a bit red. I thought, oh, that's fine. I'm telling you, by the third day, I was like, someone please just take me home. The, the, I, I could feel radiation coming off of my skin. <laughs> so yeah, that, that shit was horrible. It was horrific. Um, and it, it did really severely impact my experience on the holiday. I know Steve wasn't as badly affected as I was because obviously, you know, you got a bit more of a, a tanned complexion naturally. So uh, you know, I guess it didn't affect you as badly, but for me, I mean, I honestly, I look like the thing because my skin started to crack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was just terrible all around. So it really affected my holiday. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about the, the, the zoo, Steve. Mm. So right that was, it. <laughs> I, do, I don't even explain the story. So we went to the monkey park and there were these like mini monkeys. I don't even know what, what, what form they are, what species, but just a very small monkey. And for some reason, as we were taking pictures next to the glass, a monkey decides to come up right next to the picture and then 
go from flaccid to an erection and piss all over the place. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was very mad. Do you know what? It was very, it, you know, kudos to him because that that monkey was about maybe 60% cock because his penis was huge. I mean, it, it was actually quite impressive. I'm going to be honest with you. We were very impressed by it. Like pound for pound, he was the best. Like we, we analyzed all the animals. Pound for pound, he was he beat everyone like a like hundred times over. It was actually crazy and very. Yeah, it was the Johnny sins of monkeys. It was ridiculous. It was it was insane, but um, yeah, that was a highlight of that. Um, another highlight moment is that Aaron was uh, wearing Air Forces on the beach, um, black Air Forces. This is when he was sunburned. Uh, I appreciate that. It's become a meme in our private group chats, but um, yeah, he basically became Batman after he got sunburned. Um, which, uh, in hindsight, is very funny. At the time, I felt very very sad for Aaron. <laughs> um, and another point, uh, we hi- so we ended up doing some hiking, uh, and there was an area where it was notorious for what was it like palm trees or something. But it had a very very Caribbean, you know, Cuba like feel to it. We took a few fire photos there, and it was yeah, a wasn't nice it called hike. the Castro uh, Trail Castro or something? Beach. Yeah. Castro Beach, yeah. It, it was very it was very beautiful. But what I will say to people who are going to Tenerife is. If you want to go to the touristic parts, go to uh, Las Playas Americanas. That's where literally, you know, all the tourists go. Um, But if you want to go for like trails and, you know, kind of just see more more sites and stuff, definitely go to the north of the the island. Yeah. That's the kind of perception that we got because we rented the car and drove all the way around to the the north of the island where we were on the south. and yeah, for sure, it seemed like it was more, I guess, authentic to people living in Tenerife. Yeah, I think um, I th- I yeah. Think I'd go again because it's cheap and it's close by. And I think I would totally avoid the South. Me personally, because of my style and who I am. I think I'd just go to some local town in the North where there's a nice beach, make sure there's a nice beach and just do all the trails and eat locally and just go to the beach there where it's probably less crowded. Um, the South was big. I mean... You could go to the beach in the south and get an English breakfast while it's 40 degrees. You see that vibes? It's not for me, personally. It's not for me. So um, there's a little tips and tricks for, for our listeners if you ever want to go. Uh, I think, Erin, you got the English breakfast, didn't you? I did get an English breakfast. So basically, let me elaborate a little bit on the um, air forces on the beach situation, yeah? So what happened on the, I think I think it was the third or fourth day, or it was our last day, I literally did not want to be in Tenerife anymore. I just wanted to go home because I was burnt all over. I was just tired. I just was not having fun. Um, and so I was just wearing my regular like clothes with, with you know, short sleeve shirt. I just went to a, a, a you know, little, um, little uh, restaurant that, you know, I, I've always said this. I'm very British when it comes to holidays. So I went to the restaurant and I saw this long menu talking about, you know, tapas and this and that. I said, you know what, mate? It's the morning. I'm a little hungover. Get me an English breakfast. Yeah. So I went and got myself an English breakfast. Fine. Curse me out all you want. Call me uncultured. I don't care. It was banging. I had my English breakfast with the bacon, the beans. Fantastic. And then I was going back to where the car was parked while Steve and our friend was on the beach. Um, and I just happened to stop by to say, oh, you know, I'm going to get some water. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do you, do you know what I mean? So I sat down for half a second with my air forces on the beach. I'll admit. And, okay? and in that moment, the guy took a picture. 
And so fine. There's a meme now about me on the beach with air forces. Fine. Okay. It is what it is. It, that, that's life. It's iconic. I must admit. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, I wasn't in the mood that day. As I said, my skin was literally cracking. I could feel radiation coming off of my skin. I just looked horrible. It felt horrible. And I was like, I want to go home. So I was having a bit of a strop that day. I was having a very stroppy day. Um, and so, yeah, it is what it is in it. Sue me. What can I say? You know, one thing I found very weird, and I've never had this experience before, but on the beach, people, well, uh, like women were basically topless completely. And I don't know that I felt very awkward. I found, I found that very weird. I've never experienced that before at another beach, to be honest. So this is my first time. Um, but it was a quite common thing. So if you're the type of person that doesn't want to see that or, or whatever your inclinations are, uh, maybe keep away from the more touristy ones. Um, because you will see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I found it weird. Well, like, did you find it weird, Aaron? Because I guess we live in London. We never see that. Do you know I mean? We don't have beaches. But even the beaches I've been to, I've never seen it either. So maybe it's a Tenerife thing. But yeah, knows? I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, it was a bit odd to me as well. I'm not going to lie to you. It, 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 it was kind of strange. Uh, as you said, it's not something that we, we're used to either. So it was a bit, I mean, uh, the whole vibe of Tenerife was a bit, was very different. I don't know why. I mean, I realized that they're much further away from Spain, although they are supposedly a Spanish island. So obviously things are going to be different than, for example, with Barcelona. Mm. Um, but yeah, everything about it, not, you know, forget beaches and everything, but just the whole vibe of it felt very different to what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it does feel British. I don't know how to describe it, but when I was there, I just felt like it was Spanish Britain. It was quite weird, like, um, especially like when you go out at night, you know what I mean? Like there was just bars and clubs everywhere. I, kn- I know it's a like a party island or whatever, but like it felt British style. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I didn't like that. Um, like I'd, I'd say like it's a perfect island for couples. Uh, a lot of people that were there were basically couples. There were two extremes. It was either you were a couple, um, especially older couples as well. Or you were super young and single. This was this was the two extremes. It's it's kind of like uh, those other islands which we we've, we've heard of before. So, um, you know, pick your poison. If you don't like that, don't go. Uh, if you do, go. If you want to avoid all of that, just go to the north, and you'll just have a normal holiday. I reckon with with no tourists, no weirdness, and you'd enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Tenerife has kind of fallen off. Um, I feel like a lot of Spanish islands have kind of fallen off in that regard because before it always used to be like, oh, they're party islands. You go there, there's loads of young people. Um, but I feel like that's more, people are more going to like Croatia and stuff. I feel like Croatia is kind of like an up and coming. Yeah, definitely. is there country in that, yeah. in that regard. And I mean, people are going to Turkey a lot as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, like the Greek islands and stuff like that. But I feel like the Spanish islands have kind of fallen off, especially the Canary Islands. Because mm. like you said, there was either young couples or just old people and stuff there. So it wasn't really what you would have thought Tenerife. So when I said to, basically our initial plan was to go to Sicily. Um, and then, you know, our friend that came with us, he's a bit of a cheap ass. So he saw that Tenerife was much cheaper. So he said, ah, let's go there. Let's go there. And when I told people at work that, oh, I'm actually not going to Sicily. I'm going to Tenerife. They all kind of looked at me like at your big age because the, the, you know, the view of Tenerife is like, oh, young people go there to party and lose their minds. But, Really, when you turned up, it wasn't really like that, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, of course, wasn't. there were some, you know, uh, clubs and bars and stuff that were open, but it wasn't It wasn't the kind of youthful vibe that you would expect of a place like that. I think everyone thought of it as like, you know, kind of like Magaluf and, you know, Shagaloof and all of that, but it, it didn't really have that energy or vibe to it at all. 
No, I think you could find it if you wanted to, but like we didn't. Obviously, we weren't on that, so like we kind of were with the older couples. <laughs> yeah, me and Steve beach. were the old couple on uh, Tenerife. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I've always been kind of um, old for my age, anyway. And uh, I'm now that I'm actually getting closer to my thirties, I, I am aging mentality-wise very rapidly. I was like a sixty-year-old man. I was complaining about back pain and all oh, my skin hurts <laughs> and this and that. So yeah, I was really on an old man vibe the whole time. I think for me, because I'm like quite active, if I if I do want to go back and do all the trails, because I mean the trail we did was the easiest one, um, but they have some really beautiful trails which require a bit of effort. So you need to like mentally prepare and be ready for it. Um, but I think I'd do that. But the only issue we had one time is so we hired a car and it was basically a one liter engine car, really small, tiny car. And one thing I'll tell you, Tenerife is hilly. And I'm begging you, if you ever go there and hire a car, make sure you pick a car that can actually do these hills. Many times we stalled on hills. Many times we didn't think we were well, going to You literally it. cannot go up the hills with a car that has a one-year engine. The, it just possible. didn't have the horsepower to go up. You could be on first gear and the car stalling. Yeah. It's insane. At one point, we parked in a parking garage. And as we were leaving, we couldn't get out of the parking garage because it was too steep. So I, I, I was genuinely contemplating getting out and pushing the car up the hill. Mm. which is insane when you think about, you know, we, we paid all this money and everything and my man's telling us we are going to have to push the car up a hill. It's crazy, yeah. And there was a point where when we were coming back from the trail, we had to go down like a mountainy road and it was very narrow roads that were coming in and out intertwining. Mm. And I genuinely, it was like a, a, a track on Mario Kart. Like I genuinely <laughs> thought to myself, yeah, I might not make it home. Like it was yeah, very... I thought we were going to die. I'll be honest. Yeah, I can't lie. I thought we were going to die. Shout out. You know, our friend who was driving because, you know, he managed to maneuver that very well. And I genuinely think in that moment, I would have panicked and actually had an accident there. So shout out him. That was actually yeah, his one bad. major contribution to the uh, <laughs> to the trip. But yeah, no, it was a beautiful, to be fair, even that trail was beautiful because it was a shortcut that Google Maps told us to take. But um, in the end, it was a short, it was a shortcut, but it was a horrible shortcut, if that makes sense. But because you climb up so high, Basically, I think it's like one of the highest points, to be honest, in Tenerife. You know, you see like the rural villages, you know, the rice fields. I think it was rice fields, you know, cloudy. And you see the mountain and then the sea in the background and the towns all the way down. It was quite beautiful. So if you are, if you trust your driving skills, do it. If not, just don't bother. Just stay on the motorway and go around. Um, but yeah, I think uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, I know I have. You know, we found a couple of assholes today. And one good guy, which I'm going to stick to. But if you have any thoughts on that one, free for, feel free to message us on Instagram and let us know what you're. What do you think about the the last guy? You know, was he really an asshole? Was he not? Um, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, we'll leave it there, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You? That was bloody brilliant.